Um, so it is 5.33. Um, welcome everyone. I'm Chris Giavino. I'm the chair for um, the uh, Commission for Persons with Disabilities. I have a statement that I'm required to read um, under um, the new rules permitting uh, remote meetings. So I'll just go ahead and read that. Um, pursuant to Governor Baker's March 12, 2020 order suspending certain provisions of the open meeting law, General Laws Chapter 30A, Section 18, and the Governor's March 15, 2020 order imposing strict limitations on the number of people that may gather in one place, this meeting of the City of Medford Persons with Disabilities Commission is being conducted via remote participation. No in-person attendance of members of the public will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately access the proceeding as provided for in the order. A reminder that persons who would like to listen or view this meeting while in progress may do so by accessing the link that was included on the meeting agenda posted on the City of Medford website. If, despite our best efforts, we're not able to provide for real-time access, um, and uh, we will post a record of this meeting on the City Towns website as soon as we are able. And I can see that Medford Community Community, uh, community Media is is participating, um, and and if my understanding, the meeting will be posted there as well. Um, so um, we have a really full agenda today. So let's. Um, get right to it. Um, first, we'll start with introductions. Everyone, um, please let us uh, please state your name for the record um, and um, your pronouns, if you wish, and your position, um, if you're a commissioner or if you're participating as a member of the public. I'm Chris Giavino. I'm the chair of the commission. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. Um. I guess I am Susan Bibbins. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm vice chair of the commission and um, I live in South Medford. I'll go next, Neil Osborne, uh, currently still the director of diversity and inclusion, but also acting human resources director, uh, West Medford. And I'm a non-commissioner. I'll go next. Uh, oh, go ahead. All right. Uh, I'm Danny Folks. My pronouns are he, him, and his. I am a commissioner and the assistant director of the recreation department for the city of Medford. Yeah. Hello. Uh, I'm John Pompeo. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and his. And I am an. I have not been sworn in yet, but I'm a commissioner. Thank you, John. Also, um, I'm Gabby. I'm a commissioner. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm Henry Malone. I'm the grandfather of the Medford Disability Commission. I can't care less what you call me. But the only, don't call me Jack. Call me Henry. <laughs> My name is uh, Tom Hamill. I'm a commissioner, or waiting to be sworn in as a commissioner. Um, it's the second meeting I've been to. My name is Megan Hager, and I am also awaiting to be sworn in as a commissioner, and I live in South Medford. Hi, everyone. I'm Natalie. I've been on the commission for about six years now. Sorry, I keep muting and unmuting uh, myself. It's a little loud over here, but excited to see everyone. Thanks for joining us. And my pronouns are she, her, and hers. Thank you, Natalie. 
Um, the um, next item on our agenda is public participation. And um, if there are any members of the public, um, our commissioners who haven't yet been sworn in, um, if there's anything that, um, that anyone would like to discuss that's not otherwise on the agenda, now is the time for that. Um, I just got a report today that um, some of the local groups, actually it was a, a report today from one of my uh, close friends that uh, a, she went to a grocery store and she is unable due to her disabilities to wear a typical face mask. So um, uh, she wears a more typical of a face shield. Um, that you would see. And um, she was asked not to come in by a, um, a worker there uh, at the grocery store. And she was given a hard time um, because she was wearing a, a face shield rather than a face mask. And they made to, as if to, um, disallow her access, um, which is very concerning to me um, because not all um, our face masks are accessible to everybody with disabilities for whatever reason. Um, and I'm wondering how often that's happened um, to people with various disabilities. Um, and I'm wondering if that happened more than um, once and it's not getting reported. Um, have you ever, you know, have you heard inklings about it? Or have people just not been going out if a face mask is, you know, is not accessible? A I guess, typical face mask is so, not accessible. So I can share from the city side. Um, the first is disseminating what the law is, what the governor's ordinance, ordinance states and what the mayor's ordinance states. And telling someone who has a different face mask or no face mask not to come in is, a, is not complying with the law. Anyone who has a disability or who has um, a condition that makes wearing a mask hard, they, all they need to do is state that they have this condition. They don't have to tell what the condition is and they should be allowed in. So it, it part of us moving forward as a commission is making sure everyone's educated, including business owners and having a mechanism to get the information out there quickly when they get it wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think we need to do a whole lot of education dissemination on that aspect because it's it's unknown. Um, they they really they offered her a, a typical face mask, and she was very distressed because and and they were um very adamant that she not been a be allowed in 
Yeah, with my concern yeah. that um, I, I've been hearing um, not specific reports, but a lot of concern and questions um, in uh, from people in the disability community about sort of what would um, what would happen in in circumstances like this, given that the governor's order that everyone's required to wear a mask just took effect today. And so it's, um, you know, potentially well, possible that that's what happens aren't aren't aware. Um, and, and so I know that folks who are wearing sort of those clear face masks may be implement, impacted as well as, um, folks who are wearing general, um, hi, hi Danny. Okay. Oh, hey buddy, what's going on? <laughs> That's my third grader who knows Danny so well from Medford. Oh. <laughs> um, um, and folks who are um, wearing masks that are created um, specifically for use in the deaf and hard of hearing community. You may have seen that people are adapting um, cloth masks um, by sort of doing a cutout and then doing a plastic shield right around the lips. So that way folks like myself who read lips are able to see and, um, and you know, still be able to understand communication. Um, so I absolutely agree. I think that... Um, a local education effort for our business owners and and um, shop owners, as well as folks who have disabilities and are just concerned, not understanding the order, or you know if they can essentially have you know what we you know view as an accommodation under the ADA. Um, mm -hmm. But this governor's order specifically provides for that. Um, so I've certainly seen different communications shared on Facebook, for example, by our Congresswoman Catherine Clark, um, having some information. So um, so perhaps we can discuss um, ways and ideas of getting that messaging out, um, but yeah. kind of certainly of the essence. Can I jump in? You know, one of the key things, I, I saw that posting today myself and I went to Whole Food because as a past law enforcement, I tried to investigate it, but didn't get too far, which is okay. But the point I'm trying to do, I, since March, I've been dealing with a lot of things that none of you probably is aware of, uh, trying to get accommodation to the disability community, because the disability community is currently fighting a deadly, deadly, and I repeat the word deadly twice, for a reason, discrimination during this COVID-19 pandemic. Just this morning, I get a call in Somerville to help someone with disability that was taken uh, on Temple Street for $300, okay? There's a lot happening. Uh, I'm so happy the Disability Commission is coming to the rescue, but we have to look at it. I'm a black guy. I'm a guy with an accent, okay? None of you knows that that problem, okay? And on top of it, I have a son who's disabled. I have a son who's, who have a, a, a speech impaired. So there's no way of him communicating. So whether just on April 28th, our own mayor of this city, okay, was assaulted verbally at Wegman because somebody was wearing a mask and that person said, because of you. I don't think, I think right now, if you recall, I stood in front of this disability commission, presented the emergency preparedness. It wasn't the first time that was done. It was so many times that was done. It's because we were gone in that direction. I perceive it was coming. I'm not happy that happened. I know Kate well, and Kate served with us, okay? She served with us. I've 
serve with it at state level. But I believe the city are not addressing, okay, the disability commission, uh, uh, community as they should be. Because with this pandemic issue, this is gonna change either how policies are being practiced or how it's gonna be a hit and run, how we're gonna be better than what we do, okay? Because I don't feel like recently the city created a lot of new program to help people. We didn't hear a word of disability in it. That pissed me off a lot, okay? And you know, every single one of you who's on the call knows, and we can speak. I don't have, I'm not ashamed of telling you how I feel because I don't need anybody to help me fight my battle, okay? When I hear these things happening, it's the fact we're chasing elders, but we forget about disability. We're chasing people with disability who cannot afford to be, you know, in isolation, okay? Now, I'll tell you how ahead of the program, I had a son, I had to pull him off the force on March 8th. The city of Medford didn't close school until March 13th. So I was five days ahead of him. The state of Massachusetts didn't put an order to close school until March 9, 16. The same date city hall of Medford was closed. The city of Boston didn't close school until March 18. So I'll show you how lack government is working. We are a vulnerable group, the group of disability community. We are facing a lot of things, okay? It's time for us to put pressure on all of them. We, I'm talking about federal, no, we can start at city ordinance, okay? I can share and hopefully before I die, I share with you conversation that I've been doing with city councilors during their meeting, regardless city council meeting. Okay, I'll tell you what it, we have to do. It. If we don't start from the bottom, it doesn't matter, we're gonna go up. We have to start from the bottom, start with our own and ask to see a, a clear ordinance is passed. I'll leave it to that because I don't wanna keep talking once I start talking about this because it's so upset me. It's not just happening in Medford, it's happening throughout the state of Massachusetts. Thank you. So certainly a lot happening um, throughout the community and a lot of good thoughts on, on um, potential activism. Um, with respect to this specific issue of the math, are there other thoughts or suggestions on, um, on increasing sort of awareness among businesses about the governor's order and, and sort of what the exceptions should be for, for folks with disabilities who can't wear a mask. Sorry, I almost cut you off. Um, I just wanted to say that I think that it was Somerville and Cambridge are the two neighboring cities I can think of off the top of my head that specifically had statements when they had their own mask requirements. And I wonder if we could do something as simple as having just like a blanket statement. It doesn't need to be super long that's posted on the websites and everything city related. I think even just starting with that as a bare minimum is pretty simple. And it's something that I think we can accomplish quickly that prevents issues like what Sue was talking about. Right. And I, I think to, to print out if for, for this person I'm thinking about if she wanted to print it out and bring it to keep it with her to, to stores, she would have it. 
I think we should communicate this to the Chamber of Commerce. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a really good idea. Well, there's, I'm glad you mentioned that businesses. There's a program in the city right now going on. It has to do with uh, 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 business support. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, what the business support is, is helping uh, every business who's been basically out of uh, uh, practice, out of performing, whatever we may call it. We're not going to say circulation to get back to normal. I think it's time we can reach out to them uh, and request of them to add it part of their grant, part of their flyers, because it's going to be happening right now. This is the proper time to start disseminate that information throughout the business community until it gets the big ones. Because there are flyers that's going to be posted away and everything, you know? Mm -hmm. okay. That's a good Gabby, would you be willing to to look for the language that you saw in Somerville and Cambridge and maybe forward that to Neil? Um, because I think um, I think it would be helpful for um, for our city, for the mayor to include that in other updates that that the city is providing about um, masks. And then we can adopt that language once the city releases it, put it on the Medford disability community um, and other places where we're we are providing updates um, and and I like the suggestion of forwarding that to the Chamber of Commerce as well. Definitely. I can send it in an email and I'll include everyone. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the next item on our agenda is review of past meeting minutes. Um, and these are the minutes of the January 22nd, 21, I'm sorry, January 22nd, 2020 meeting. Um, and Neil has circulated those. You should all have them um, in your email. Does anyone have any changes to or comments on those meeting minutes? I only saw that my last name was spelt wrong in the second paragraph of public participation. But other than that. Check spelling a Danny's last name. Got it. <laughs> it just it's an L it's an L instead of a K. It's next to the each other on the keyboard. <laughs> Not worried. <clears throat> and also I'm trying to take some notes. Um is my least favorite task. Sometimes I try and have an assistant in my office doing it, but I am um getting as much detail as I can for uh our records. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Neil. Um, do we have a motion with respect to approving the meeting minutes? Uh, I'm motioned to approve the yep. meeting minutes with the motion by Sue Bivens and with the changes. <laughs> I'll second it. Thank you, Danny. Second. Um, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Okay, the motion to approve the minutes passes. Thank you. Um, the next item on the agenda is new business. Um, there are two items related to um, to the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Um, first is a report out of um, a conference that was held by the Mass Office of Disability. It was a remote um, conference call that was held on April 23rd. Um, and they invited um, all of the city disabilities commissions I attended um, at uh, Cambridge, Malden, 
um, other cities and um, a number of nonprofit and state agencies that work within the disability commission, um, disability community. It included the Commission for Deaf Heart and Hard of Hearing, um, folks from the Commission um, on Blind, um, and a number of folks from ARC attended as well. Um, and the purpose of that meeting was to sort of gather feedback about um, uh, issues that were, um, that all of those agencies and organizations were seeing um, in the disability community. Um, I will, um, I will post on the disability community um, Facebook page um, a list of resources that were provided. A number of the organizations, um, including, for example, the Perkins Library um, and uh, Deaf Inc., provided different resources that they're providing for their consumers to be able to use at home um, since uh, folks um, are not able to necessarily engage with these organizations right now. Um, but the sort of key concern that was raised during the call was the availability of um, personal protection equipment for folks with disabilities who have personal care assistance or um, family members who are providing care for them um, at home. And um, what the Office on Disability provided is that there's a specific mechanism for anyone who has in-home uh, caretakers to um, request uh, PPE from the state, um, from the state, um, as well as from local boards of health. Um, I've reached out to our local board of health to um, find out if they're coordinating directly with the state on that. Um, and I'm waiting to find out some more information. But um, one thing that I had posted on the uh, Medford Disability Community Facebook page was links for individuals to be able to request PPE. Um, and I've tried to disseminate that. So to the extent you are aware um, of organizations or individuals or families that might benefit um, from being able to get a supply of PPE, um, you can find that resource on our Facebook um, on our Facebook page. Um, the other issue that I was uh, that was raised at the um, at the conference was um, the ability of group homes to um, retain staff. Um, there's a sort of deep concern about um, uh, staff members who are afraid to come to work. I think it's the same challenges that are, are sort of also present in long-term care facilities. Um, so that was something that I think we all just want to be keeping on our um, on our radar, um, sort of the importance of whether we decide to advocate um, or issues or if we're aware of issues that are arising in Medford with staffing of um, group homes, I think that would be something important to bring to the commission's attention if you happen to have information um, about that. Um, just taking a look through my notes and I think those were really sort of the key highlights of that presentation. Um, there was also, uh, the Office on Disability was also requesting that all of the organizations promote um, a survey that they were coordinating with um, the American Association on Health and Disability. Um, it was a survey that was conducted over the last two weeks of April, um, circulated nationwide within the disability community to gather input um, about sort of the impacts um, that COVID has had. And, um, and so I also disseminated that sort of through 
um, through our social media channels as well, and 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 actually to all of you. So um, I've heard that there have been a lot of responses, and um, and a number of folks in Medford told me that they participated in the survey. So that was very helpful. Um, so that is, those are all of the highlights um, of that particular call. And so it seems, I was really happy that the Office on Disability was being really proactive in bringing all of these organizations together um, to continue to gather information and provide resources as needed. And I think that will be an ongoing effort as well. Um, and if there are future calls, I'll circulate that information. I think that one was set up really very quickly, but. If there are any future calls, I'll circulate that so you all can um, uh, call in and participate if you would like to. Christy, I have to add, I was sitting behind my wife doing some rec work and she was on that meeting. Uh, for those of you that don't know, my, my wife works in the Office of Disability mm -hmm. uh, for the state. So she, she turned around and said, oh, I, I, uh, the woman, Christy Avino from Medford is oh, yeah. It's <laughs> funny. That's great. I thought she might be yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah. That's good. They're doing really great work. Okay, um, the next item um, on the agenda is uh, COVID-19 issues impacting um, our disability community. So I wanted this to sort of be an opportunity for you all to provide input. We've already sort of discussed the one report that we received just today um, about um, um, about an individual who was requested to use a mask. Um, one other thing that I wanted to share is um, we learned last week that the city had procured 10,000 masks for distribution to residents, um, which was amazing. Um, and, um, and so I reached out to the mayor's office um, to sort of inquire about whether or not um, they have specifically um, arranged to funnel some of these masks um, to folks within the disability community. Um, and Mayor Lungo Kern uh, responded immediately and let us know that they had um, set aside um, between one and 2,000 masks specifically um, to be distributed, um, I believe through um, the housing authority um, for, for um, folks who are older and, um, and or who are disabled. So I was glad to hear that that had been um, set aside. I know that there is another mask distribution tomorrow um, outside of um, Hormel Stadium. So there's that, an opportunity. That's, that's, the, that's the same 10,000. They said there will be 5,000 tomorrow and 5,000 set aside. Yeah. yeah. That will be and be, be, and Christy, last Thursday, I did the delivery to the masks to the at the at Walkling Court was last week um, yes. to to persons with disabilities. Um, I they I think there was only like four, 13 mass requests at that location, but uh, that was last Thursday. We're doing another tomorrow at Walkling. There was some more that um, requested them, and then I I think I did Walkling. Someone else did two two of the other spots. So they are they did go out last Thursday to to. Um, you know, the dis dis disabled community. Danny, quick question. Is there an uh, existing list you're working from or people calling in saying, hey, they need help getting it? Um, Barbara from the Housing Authority has a certain list. Um, I, the way she's doing it is versus uh, those that might have disabilities and those that just need a mask. Because um, they also got, um, the, the I know the mask that we gave to the those that were disabled were regular masks. 
and the uh, masks that were given to those that were not disabled. <laughs> she had had a donation outside of that that people had made themselves, and that's what went to them. Um, I don't have that list. She gives me the list on the day of with her, and and we do the drop off at the apartment door, uh, and, and we knock, and they they come out and grab it. We just put a bag over the doorknob. Um, but I don't have a copy of that list. I'm going to see her tomorrow morning. I can I can find out more information about that for you. The 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 office of the uh, uh, seniors may have a list, and there's the program. The are you okay program, Neil? You can check with them. Because one, there's a progression of worries because, see, here we are, uh, we don't know for sure, okay, we're hearing the director of diversity don't even know if we have a list. So you can see the discrepancy that exists within our community, okay. Uh, for example, uh, you know, when we make a call, right, within, we should, that call should be shared with each other. It wasn't until Tuesday night, today's Wednesday, last night, I was on my telephone and my wife almost threw me out the house. Thanks for COVID-19, she kept me inside because all I was doing is bugging city uh, 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 office, you know, uh, city councilors during their debating on distribution of masks. That you didn't hear one time the word disability mentioned and it's turned my inside off completely off because they we they exist in the community they exist in the community for over decades okay i've been dealing with that the fact is roughly there are about 15 percent of the world population which is currently almost a billion people living with some type of disability here in medford out of 58,000, we don't even know how percentage how sad that can be you know how sad that can be, but at least we see some progress. Most of you here I'm looking at, I know have access to the mayor, have access to Marianne O'Connor. People call Henry. Henry tells them, call Marianne O'Connor. She's the director of the health department. She's the one who should be answering some of this question. Call Pam, Pam uh, at the senior center. She's the one who should give us reference. Or Barbara, those are the ones because we don't know how many there are. We don't know until look what's happening at the at the uh, 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 don't, I don't even want to touch that one. Leave it there. Leave it there. Neil said, "Don't touch it. I won't touch it." But I think we have to keep pushing it hard to protect our people during this COVID. We are still being facing, they are still facing marginalization. They are marginalized like they do not exist. That's that's a shame. And I think part of the challenge for the city with this distribution, we understand there are folks out there that can't come and get them. So what's happening is the folks that are have the wherewithal to make the call, they're getting added to a list and arrangements are being made to bring it out to them. Um, so, um, you as a commissioner need to think about how do you try and get that out there and push that out there quickly that, uh, call the mayor's office, say you can't come and then some arrangements can be made. Annie, were you saying that you were delivering masks through, was it organized through, is it Marianne or it's, um, yeah. Um, honestly, as far as I, so typically every Thursday, um, 
I'm doing a grocery delivery to Walkling Court. Last week, um, Barbara from the Housing Authority came down with manila envelopes. Each manila envelope had a mask in it um, from a list that she had had. I don't know where it came from. I don't, I, I don't know. Who's it for? For like, the residents inside Walkling Court. And then after she had filled those in those grocery bags, they would go to those apartments. Barbara went to, um, I can't think of the taller, what the tall building behind City Hall. I always forget the name. 99. Uh, nope. Yeah. Um, she went there to do the distribution there. I'm assuming that she, so Barbara handles all like, like she does all the emails between the residents. If the residents request anything. Um, so I'm assuming that she's working off of a housing authority list. Um, and, and I know that it's her plus one of the person that's working on the communication between the residents. Lisa, um, uh, Lisa Tonello is another, um, but I don't know where that list came from. Um, I can get more details from her tomorrow morning. I'll see her. I'll be over doing another grocery distribution there at 10 AM tomorrow. So I can find out. Let me share a text I sent to the city, all city councilors last night, so that gives you an idea. Somerville, the city of Somerville look at the seniors and disability from respective neighborhoods of their city and gave them two masks per household. My mother of 1999, who lives in Somerville, okay, who doesn't go anywhere, got two masks. And that really strike me. But the key thing that I told them, I said, the need is help the most vulnerable and most of them are not going to make it to Omel State, you know, for it. Right now, there's a call from the mayor. There's not from the mayor. There's a call from the city, okay, seeking a uh, 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 volunteer to work to help, you know, uh, pack the, the, the mask. I don't know. I think Medford's going to do three per household tomorrow, something like that. But the thing that I'm afraid is the fact you're going to see a lot of people who already have masks going to be dri driving there and pick up masks when, in fact, the one who really needs it, don't, not even receiving it because they have no way of getting there. I think that's an absolutely valid um you know, valid concern, right? Folks who can't drive um, are, you know, being impacted both in um, getting masks and, and also even in um, in getting COVID testing. Um, and I just went back to sort of confirm the email that I that I received from the mayor, um, which she did say that they were provide, providing um, masks specifically to the housing authority for distribution. And I think it kind of, you know, sort of shows that, um, okay, folks who um, are either um, elderly or with disabilities who are within the housing authority, um, we're able to sort of reach those, but folks who are living in, um, in private housing um, are, are not necessarily within, within our reach. We can certainly sort of reach out to social media. Um, hopefully the city, you know, can reach out as well. Um, but um, are there other, and, and I think from what I heard on the call with the um, Office on Disability is that certainly organizations like ARC um, and other organizations that provide personal care assistance um, in the home are, are working on providing their consumers with PPE. So, so I know our city is not the only channel um, to providing PPE for, for people who are um, at home and, and can't necessarily get out and obtain masks. 
Um, so I think there are a number of channels, but it kind of raises this issue that, you know, we don't know sort of where, um, where folks who are within our disability community, self-identified or otherwise, um, are in Medford if they're not sort of, if they're living in private housing. Um, So I think what I what I'd like to do is, you know, the mayor also, you know, welcomed our feedback on this issue of, of mass distribution. And and so what I would encourage is that um, or, or I think what I'd like to do is let her know that we recommend that that the city also um, uh, provide a way for folks to contact and receive a mask if they're not able to attend this drive-through distribution at, at Hormel tomorrow. Neil, do we know if, if the city has announced something, an option like that? Um, I don't believe they have. We've been sort of just trying to feel the calls that come in and the mayor's instruction was, someone can't get there, get their information and we'll get it to them. I will say you you might as well double check with your the with the chief of staff because he made that comment. If not, you guys can always go back and look at on uh, on the recording. He stated they were going to do five thousand tomorrow between the hours of ten to twelve, I believe, or twelve to two. I forget the hours because I get so many hours going into me. And he was going to set aside another five thousand to the senior uh, center. Or the senior group, okay? When you take 5,000, you take it to the senior group, that doesn't mean everybody with disability gonna have it. Okay, in my neck of the wood, you probably don't know, I have a guy in my ward, okay? He's been making masks and bring them to me so I can distribute on the side for people. I'm not, a, I'm not looking for recognition to that because the lack of involvement among mm -hmm. the people with disability gave me a chance to give them something. So the thing is, is find out directly from David Rodriguez and say, okay, what do you, how the other 5,000 gonna be distributed? Thank you. Are there any other um, comments or input um, on things other than math or things that we've discussed that, that folks are hearing about or are concerned about? with respect to COVID? Did the, did the uh, I'm do not sure. Or, oh, sorry, no, everyone. Uh, Go ahead, John. I'm just curious. Uh, I don't think I've received one, but have they done a robocall about those masks? Yes, <laughs> it, it came out at noon, 6.01 yesterday at 6 p.m. Oh, okay. okay. I, I, okay. So, um, this is Megan. I'm not sure if I'm speaking out of turn. I'm not officially sworn in yet. I'm, I'm doing, I'm like a part of this. Are you okay? Phone call system. And I know that the city has set up on their website and we also have access to it when we make our phone calls that there's a propagated, uh, a document that identifies someone that has any need, whether it be medication or food. Um, I don't know if it'd be worthwhile to flag within that, like um, when, when they get a call, um, right now I know it's just residents that are over 60, so I already um, see with the phone call issue, but it's also available on the city website, um, like a request for services, and if somehow in there that could be added, like I need um, a, a face covering, you know, so um, if we could get the word out that they could, if they, I suppose it would be limited by um, internet access, but that would be another way that people could could identify themselves as saying like, hey, I, I need a face covering. 
I'm glad you mentioned that, Megan. It's good. Hi. Uh, me, I'm part of that Are You Okay program. There's something right now. Because you got to remember, the program is being relaunched. Because I it do, was yeah. not out properly. Okay, there was a lot of violation. Well, you know, but we're not going to go there. Because right now, there's a member within the world where I live. Politically, I share that word. Okay, I, and I, you know, I'm always in that world. So that person who happened to be uh, almost, uh, I won't say fully blind, okay, but she, she, she fall into the blind category, okay, of disability. She helped us make phone call during the first run of Are You Okay? Right now, we are rewalling the program into something called Smart Sheet, but guess what happened? I'm pretty sure they may have left her out. Inclusivity was was there. So now we're trying to adjust to, to see, can she still helping us, okay? So see all the missing link that happened. So there's a missing voice when it comes to disability. Somebody's not telling us. True, we could add that. Just like we say food, medication, any other thing you can, you have, Mass wasn't that heavily now. Now mass is a requirement. Everybody gotta have mass. Okay. So that's perhaps I'm glad you said that. Soon I get off that thing, I'm gonna shoot an email and see if somebody can add that part of their program. Put it in the in in the, what you call it, the, the script. We have a script that the, the companion callers must yeah, have. they have a script. I'm a I'm a coach here, I'm a word coach here, okay, of my own word. So we can, I think it's fair to say, make sure you ask the word mass to know who has it, who doesn't. Yep. And additionally, true, that program was designed for 60 and above, recently right there within two, walk, two walking distance from a block from my house, I got a phone call from a 45-year-old lady, okay? Didn't even know her. Someone gave her my name, my phone number, she called me, she needed help, okay? Mm -hmm. I personally took it upon myself, called, check with the mayor's office, and she got help. Even though the program was not designed for, you know, 60 and under, it was for 60 and above, she got the help. Mm -hmm. So if we ask, I think we'll do well. Neil, would it be... Would it be feasible? I, I don't know how the Are You Okay phone list was created, but would it be feasible for that group to also identify um, folks with disabilities to include them in the in the check-in call? Really, sort of to expand the purpose of, of that program to include this other, you know, um, oftentimes very vulnerable community. Say it again. Say it again, Chris. I missed that. Can you repeat that again, please? Yes, Henry, I was asking, um, Neil, I don't know how the, the call list for Are You Okay was generated, but would it be possible for the city to also include within the scope of the call folks who are under the age of 60, but with disabilities to include include those within within the check-in calls? Uh, okay, that list was generated from the, uh, the, the office of uh, the Register of Voters. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's why it was generated because it went specifically from age gone to certain direction. What mm -hmm. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Why would I say make a recommendation? Um, Neil will be our, you know, you know, uh, uh, person to take it forward. The 
commission will make a recommendation from the uh, UOK program to add to the current script script being used, you know, whether or not the person have any type of, uh, any disability that we, we're not aware of, just like they check the person and say, are you at risk, okay? Just like today, you go to the hospital, the first thing they ask you is, are you happy at home, okay? Are you afraid to be living at home? Same thing we can ask, any type of disability that you may have, we don't know, okay? Because they can ID, this, you know, their foreign language, I'm doing translation for them. They can ID if they lack of food, they can ID if they have a, a, a medication or not, you know, so we can strictly re make a recommendation. And now I will say, David Cohen is the one directing that program. Wendy Bruce is in the program. Marianne O'Connor is in the program. Jackie Picks is in the program. I can tell you name all of them. Just send it to all of them and say this is what. But we gotta do it quick because the program is just about to be relaunched. We don't want to be left out. So I think there might be two distinct issues. One is, do we have a mechanism to identify disabled persons in our community so they get a call, which is. I, you, you know how long I've been, uh, the reason I don't want to grant on that because I know it's near impossible in the right. city because you and I had that conversation and we, as a commission, we had that conversation, okay? Because I said, even when we do our local uh, 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 census, okay, our local census, people don't respond because I said it clearly, we don't even know how many people we have in disability. I took that to the state. Okay, and we don't. So instead of dragging it like that, that's a good time for us to work it both ways, use both paths. So at least we'll get some response towards it. Right, and we, the, gotta, the, we gotta be proactive. Right, and the, and the second piece is, I think it's okay to ask people who in our community may be vulnerable to self-disclose that they are disabled and it's up to them to, to tell us because we are local government and People want to don't have to tell us, and we certainly aren't going to require it. And then we can create the database and keep them informed and in something in the future. Let, let me have something quickly to you here. It's one of the things you do when you check on people with on the Are You Okay program. You tell them, do you currently have enough food for the next few days or weeks? Do you currently have enough for, of your medication for the next few days or weeks? Are there any other things you need to help with, with us? Okay. So in that specific question, okay, you can help them find what other things would you like to know? I'd love to see with respect to, to Neil's second point about, um, about um, inviting Medford residents to sort of self-identify um, and be included in the be, be, uh, Are You OK program um, that in, I, I think it would be perhaps a recommendation from the commission that the mayor's office when um, advertising or communicating about the, you know, Are You OK program, uh, allow a mechanism for individuals or family members to sign up um, to be a part and specifically for, for individuals with disabilities. So, you know, this program is geared to folks who are 60 and over. Um, however, if, um, if an individual with a disability would like to be included, 
you know, here's a link to, to sign up yeah. or provide us your information. But not everybody with the, disability have access to internet. That's why I, I get confused. We conflicting the issue here, okay? Not everybody with disability have access to internet. We need to make them self-identify themselves so we can help them. Just like in the thing we tell them today, okay? Would you like to continue receiving check-in calls? Or, or do you wanna have somebody to keep you company? Why would you wanna keep somebody's company? Okay, because but at the same time, if I can find out you have a disability of self, any type of disability, we see it right there. Someone who helps us make phone call, we're changing the program and let that person out because we forget that person is partially blind. Okay, now we're dragging it to a point where we're not trying to be proactive to say, tell me what any other things you want to share with us. Let's dig in. Let's dig in. Okay. You're a lawyer, you should know that. Uh, Neil is a lawyer, he should know that, okay? With question, you can dig in for answer in a re respectfully way, okay? So I think we're trying to paper the issue, we get nowhere. We're still gonna be the same way we are. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna worry about it because i tell you one thing, okay? It doesn't go once, some of my friends will come to me as an activist, I will turn it into a lawsuit. If I can help. So I think the commission, as commissioners, you have a choice about what message are you going to send to the mayor's office. Certainly, I can take one and deliver it for you. You can have a specific motion uh, approved and in your minutes that gets delivered. It could be both. But again, you got to think about what are you specifically asking the administration to do differently. I think it might be to expand the are you okay program to include self-identified younger than 60 adults who may want to have a mechanism to sign up mm -hmm. for the program. When I did the training for this, the one thing I was told is that it is the, the list that was compiled is residents that are 60 and older, but it is not exclusive to that. But that was just the list that they had. And they kept redirecting us in the training to the fact that on the city website, there is a link provided that you can put in a request for services. So that's already mm -hmm. in place on the city's website. So I guess that was part of my initial question was, you know, somehow can we connect, uh, can we connect those two connect. dots, whether it be, you know, like caregivers and neighbors. And that's why just increasing awareness within the community. But if we say, you know, this program is in place for 16 older, but if you know someone who may be at risk, whether it be a neighbor, someone you're providing care for or delivering groceries to on our city's website, this is the link. And you put in, um, it was my understanding that you, you fill out the form that, that we as callers fill out and that triggers to a member of the Department of Health and then they do a follow-up call and then they kind of divide it up from there, like, you know, food, medication, and then could a third part of that be facial coverings for safety when to adhere to the law, but, um, you know, could that be added? And that's something that's already in place on the city's website. I don't know. Well, I, I think this is broader even than facial coverings, I think it, 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 it 
you know, somebody 45 or 40 or even 30 may need, you know, food and, 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 uh, toilet paper and, you know, all the help that, uh, over, you know, 60 person needs and live alone, but be disabled. And that's a big issue. Um, and this program would be perfect for them, but everybody knows it as getting in touch with only um, 16 over. And nobody knows, the fi- you know, nobody looks at the fine print or the print down at the bottom. So how can we direct them to to the fine print down the bottom and have them have an opportunity to self-identify and call into this program. I think really I hadn't noticed that, Sue and, and Megan. I hadn't noticed that option. Um, I hadn't noticed that, it okay either, and I was... To, to, to sign up. So maybe, I mean, I, I really like sort of the way Sue explained, you know, our recommendation that the city, you know, specifically look at expanding sort of the scope of the program for folks with disabilities and looking at mechanisms to do that, perhaps through the housing authority um, for folks who are um, who reside within then within those properties, but then also, you know, making a recommendation to add um, that option for for face covering, um, in addition to requesting help for groceries and, and everything else that that detailed on there. So I'm hearing a couple of different things that it's sort of a broader recommendation to look at how can we um, capture um, and and include folks with disabilities that we know about. Also, specifically amplifying this message about um, about being able to add um, or self-identify and and ask to participate in in the Are You Okay program. So I think we suggested we can either send an email to the mayor's office or um, do we have a motion to make? Let me let me offer a motion here. Let me offer a motion. Please. I'm sorry, Henry. Let me offer a motion here. Okay, in the script, we need, I'm, I'm, you know, putting a motion on the floor because in the script of the RUOK program, the city have clearly said, uh, and I'll, let me read it so you can see where it's gonna fall. I am calling you on behalf of the city of Medford RUOK program. The city has set up a volunteer run are you okay program to help identify and support resident right there after the word resident i will say we need to say including people with disability okay i, agree. I will offer that as a form of motion the reason it is because if you look at the script there's nothing in there that says 65 or over 65 or under that was one of the things i flagged with the first motion what is missing here is the inclusion of people with disabilities. Okay. Do we have a second for that motion? Second. Okay. So Henry's motion. Um, Sue has second. Um, all in favor of the motion? Aye. 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 Any opposed? 
Okay. All right. The motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Um, you do we have right. um, Neil? You got it right, please. I got it. Okay. Okay. Um, and I don't know motion? if I don't know if I misspoke. I didn't. I didn't mean to misspeak when I did earlier. All the only thing I meant to say is that. I was made aware that there was a link on the city's website. I, I, I don't know that it's like to sign up to the program, but I was told explicitly that if there if there's anyone who needs help, you can fill it out for for anyone. With You're all absolutely of it. right. You're so right. I didn't I didn't mean to. I don't know if I said it the wrong way, but it was just basically don't if they're not if they're not six year older, you know you can't fill it out. It was you can fill it out for any resident, but this was just how I think the program started. You I don't know if they said that. You did not misspoke. You spoke well. You you did not misspeak. Okay. You did not. Um, I heard you right. Okay. <laughs> Me too. Um, do we have another motion? On what? Um, on a recommendation to um, expand the, on a recommendation to make effort to expand the um, uh, the scope of the are you okay for the city to so proactively include folks uh, with disability and um, then also and then also specifically include an invitation for folks to sign up and identify through whatever mechanism and whether it's the link that that Megan was told about or otherwise. Um, I motion to uh, recommend to the mayor or the city council yeah. administration the mayor mayor, mayor um, to uh, expand the are you okay program expand the purview of the program to um those persons with disabilities in the city of Medford um who self-identify as needing assistance support and assistance <clears throat> um through the link or some other mechanism um can, can i have a suggestion i think that yes you, 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 you got the, the the essence of what we're asking uh expand the program or or create a mechanism to people to self-identify and for us to go out and uh help identify uh persons with disability to be a part of the program Okay. Do we have a second for the motion? I'll second it. Thank, Thank you, you, Gabby. Second. And um, all in favor? Aye. 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 Um, any opposed? Okay. The motion passes. And, and certainly I don't need to wait till next month's approved minutes to mention it to the administration. So I will, I will do that right away. So uh, that will happen. Thank and you. One, one, one of the things, uh, Madam Chair, we can add to this. It is, we need to be more consistent. I think we need to forward a recommendation to the administration that this type of uh, committee, when they're being formed, that the disability commission, you know, I brought that so many times that we reach out to the disability commission. Okay. If 
any member of the disability commission or part of this from the beginning, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have this of uh, mishap. You know, it's always because it's always good to get it from the from the beginning. So I think we could send that as a uh, I'll put it as a form as a motion. Okay, motion request the disability commission is requesting that future in the future uh, when uh, committee to uh, seeking to help resident. Okay, is uh, that's. It is shared with the disability commission, okay, for for inclusion for inclusion. Henry, I'm not I'm not sure I understood that. With that okay, emotion that the city again. should, I, I think there was just let a specific me, part. Let me start and I again. Can't see. Let me start just, again. Let me make it clear so you can understand it. But I had it done this. I don't think we bet better than the other state, the, the other city that took it. In the future, of, you know, when we putting together committee to, because see, we don't know how long this pandemic's gonna be around. There's gonna be more needs. Uh, are we gonna create something new? We don't know, okay? So in the future, when this type uh, uh, is being organized or created, okay? Uh, uh, we requesting that the disability commission is a part of it. Member of the disability commission is invited. You don't have to have the entire commission, but you can have one or two members. You can have one members. You can receive notification. However, that way it can be discussed. What we don't, we preventing the administration from, you know, from failing to do things. Because if every segment of our society is represented, we won't miss anybody. Just like we miss, uh, I don't want to go there. I think yeah. I understood that. So, so it's more of a, a request that, with respect to, to COVID nineteen, that the city focus on um, inclusion and um, and and look to the disability commission for for input. I mean, I think that you know it's certainly part of our part of our mission and and our mandate as well. Um, I know that I created that mandate. I was part of that mission. You know, but I'm, what I'm asking today is something new, moving forward. That you know, we give uh, the uh, notification of search so we can be a part of the process. I don't think you guys been part of the are you okay process. I did. I did the initial calls. Okay, I did. I did the call. I did the beginning from the table. I'm talking about officially. You went as a volunteer, not as a member making decision from the bill. Mm -mm. Okay. Uh, what do you mean, Henry, what do you mean by that? So I know, so. When we started this program, okay, when this program started, they were gonna do, uh, I go on my camera, I can tell you the first day I approached the mayor and told her about award uh, 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 institution, how do we conduct, I was at West Bedford Community Center when I did that, okay? Now, when the program, are you okay program was coming up to, go after the the uh, disability uh, uh, the elders okay did they mention disability no if mm. uh, right, okay now you say oh yeah it, it was not done okay right. if we they reach out to the commission we could have mentioned that we have sim similar repetition 
throughout Medford. Okay, we couldn't catch that from the beginning. At that point, it wasn't until after the program was about two or three weeks in the making, we were calling. I personally made 140 something calls. Okay, I call. I was working my butt in that thing. The thing I'm trying to do, I'm just say, are we reaching all the people? If we were made aware of what's coming up, we could be more proactive. We wouldn't be facing what we're facing. Who knows what's going to be done tomorrow? We're talking about face masks okay, today. We're talking about ID people with disability. All this could be incorporated into that sheet that they created called the script. Okay, we won't be facing that. If you don't want a motion, you don't have to vote for it. But I can, I'm putting that motion in place. So tomorrow, if it becomes an issue, I have a voice to speak as a commission that it wasn't done. We are sending a simple request to say, we're hoping the disability commission is hoping, okay, in, in the future, okay, we are part of those things coming up. We don't know what's coming up. Is there, is there a second for the motion? For the second of the motion, I want to make sure what the clear ask is, because sometimes part of the challenge is, is it an initiative of City Hall? Is it initiative of private citizens where the city says, we like that initiative and we are going to help? So I don't know if there's a way to distinguish city-owned or city-supported. Well, you're right. If it's no, we don't go. We, we better go for city on, right? Because that's where we legally bounds us, right? Our privacy, we have nothing to do with it because we have no idea. You guys don't know a damn thing I'm doing in the city as a private citizen. Okay. So I agree. That's a good, it's good to, to make that uh, this distinction. So, I'm, so I guess I'm going to need that language again. So I got. Um, the Disability Commission request in the future that the city of Medford ask a, the commission to include one of its members in a, and I need some words here, the, an ad hoc COVID committee, a city involved committee, so a sort of narrowing. The issue is that we don't have an ad hoc. COVID committee, right? I mean, I feel like we're trying to solve for a problem that doesn't exist already. Yeah. I mean, I think we all want we all want more inclusiveness. And, and it's my hope that our suggestions and our motions so far today will 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 solve some of the issues that we're already already seeing. It sounds it is, like we're looking for a general. I, I just want to state it sounds like we're looking for for a, a recommendation to the city that it think about inclusion of, of the disability commution community when it's also looking at other at-risk populations while dealing with the COVID crisis. I feel and like I think, I'm not talking about this current administration because most of you don't know. I think only John can talk to that, okay? I work my butt for him. Some other people came at the end, okay, and be a part of it. I invested a lot in with them. What I'm is asking here. I'm talking as a disability parent, okay? I'm talking about someone who cares for it. We're not talking mm -hmm. any ad hoc. We're talking about in the creation of anything, okay, that has to do to help residents. We thank members of the Disability Commission, okay, some members are a part of it. 
for decision making. Decisions are being made when you get, it's like you're building a house. You don't put all the uh, poles together. That's what it is, okay? In the event this was gonna go say, this is what we're putting together, okay? We could have said, okay, we have to pay attention to the people with disability. I'll tell you one thing, I can't care, okay, that the city help people with disability today because for 48 years, I've done that with my son, okay? I secure my son without the help of this city. Today, if I'm doing it with you guys, you happen to be a disabled person, Madam Chair, okay? So if you want to reject the motion, it's fine with me, but that's give me ground. I'm not rejecting any motion. I'm trying to understand what the scope of the motion. All we have to do is remove is. the motion. I, I think that's All what we have you to are looking for as well. I, I'm not clear what the scope the word is. Ad hoc. Remove the word ad hoc on what Neil said. We're talking in creation of anything to help residents, okay? It's so, it's so basic. Um, I think uh, we're just trying to figure out how to word it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, 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 it's gotta be worded very precisely. Um, in the creation of any, um, something like in the creation, uh, of in the creation of any group, uh, uh whose who uh whose purpose it is to support and um assist or give assistance i i don't think we i don't think we have to be so precise i think there's a attitude a view that you want to communicate don't forget to check in with your own disability commission when you have a committee yeah uh, meeting residency basically exactly that we need to have a have our hand in in it i'm still technically struggling with the right verbiage I, I know we have, I'm going to be the time check again, so we got 15 uh, more minutes. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much time you want to devote to the right language so we get it incorporated in this minutes. something you can be put in the future that that can it, be- It doesn't have to be right after this one. Work on it, put it together, shoot it to the commission for review, and people give you their feedback. But this is a must. We've done it before. It doesn't have to be right this minute if you can oh, get to it. Thank you. I, I, so we'll um, we'll work on the language and then and then return to this at our June meeting. Um, our next item on the agenda is something that I know we have. It's old business, but we do have a substantive discussion on tonight. Um, it's the proposed uh, TTY system and dial 711 uh, relay option. So we've discussed this over a number of months and I know um, different uh, commission members have been doing research. Um, I wanted, uh, after uh, making a number of different connections at the Commission for Deaf and Hard of Hearing, um, I've received um, 
guidance that the Commission for Deaf and Hard of Hearing has provided to other municipalities on this very issue. So for um, some of our uh, new members, um, the city's TTY system um, has uh, not been functioning or well-functioning for some time. Um, it was an issue that, that Neil had identified um, and we've been looking for best practices and recommendations. And so what I've received from, um, uh, from the commission sort of bottom line is that um, it's an, if we don't have residents who are actively using TTY to contact City Hall, which we do not, um, then, uh, then we can switch to using the Massachusetts relay system um, and uh, where where individuals would dial 711 and then be able to communicate with city residents through the Massachusetts Relay Service. Um, so, um, so I think that is some really good guidance that we've that we've received. Um, the other um, input that I received from the from the Commission for Deaf and Hard of Hearing was that the TTY was never really the preferred communication um, uh, modality for deaf individuals who use ASL as their primary form of communication. Um, video relay service are becoming um, very common where an individual um, uh, communicates via ASL to a relay person who then speaks over the telephone um, with the with the person uh, that is being called. Um, so, um, so I think that this research, which I've also shared with Neil um, already, um, shows that you know it would be appropriate to move from using a TTY system to a, a 711 relay system. And um, the Commission for Deaf and Hard of Hearing is also willing to. Um, provide a free in-depth training um, on Ooh. using the relay system, um, as well as the potential of using a video relay service. Um, <laughs> and they would provide that training both to commissioners um, or to city hall staff. Um, so I think that, uh, so we've got a couple of issues, I, I think, to talk about first, whether we want to recommend the adoption of the 711 relay system, and then on uh, City Hall Communications, instead of saying, please call us at TTY, this number, please call 711. So that would be a change that we could recommend be made on all city communications. And then I think the second issue is making some recommendations about training. Technically, the, the, the chair can't make the motion, so that's a invitation for a commissioner to offer it. Or any comments as well. Anyone Let's have see, any I'll, comments? I'll make, I'll make a motion on the statement that you just uh, said. Do I, do I have to repeat you, or is that okay? To... Do you want to break it up into two, two motions? The, um, the commission is adopting using 711 for the city of Medford. Okay, so I'll make a motion for the commission to adopt the city to use 711 uh, relay option. Thank you. Do I we second. Have second? Okay, Sue has seconded the motion that Danny has made. Um, Neil, I think we, we may want to um, use a roll call vote since it's a, a, a video call, and, and we'll do a quick recap of roll call votes of our other motion. Um, so, um, uh, so let's go uh, through a roll call. Um, Chris Giavino, I, um, um, Sue Bibbins. Aye. Um, Gabrielle Andriatola. Aye. Danny Folks. Do I aye any if I motioned it? Yep. Aye. Yes. <laughs> okay. Aye. Natalie Breen. 
Aye. And Henry Morin. I'm gonna. Aye. Got it. Okay. Thank you. The motion passes. And then the um, second motion, Danny, was with respect to um, providing training at City Hall on the use of 711. Okay. So I will motion to City Hall to provide training on the use of the 711 system. I second. Thank you, Stu, for but, the second. But, but a quick complication. If a friendly suggestion to say we will seek it. If there's an entity out there that is offering it for free or for cost, we'll have to figure out the cost piece, but well, right. certainly a... Right. Is any a federal, federal communication fund a, a, a commission that support that? I missed that, Henry. What was that? There's a federal FCC communication provide a fund uh, for that type of... Uh, 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 how do you call it? Uh, uh, not change. I don't want to call it change. Okay, because uh, for the for this type of uh... okay, so that's a potential funding source. I think our recommendation right now is that 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 we then um, our recommendation is to ensure that City Hall receives uh, training on this, and then as Neil and Henry said, we can look into whether it's free or or whether we'll need to obtain funding sources. Um, Sue has seconded the motion, um, so we'll do a roll call vote. Uh, vote. Christy Avino, I vote aye. Um, Danny Folks, aye. Sue Bivens, aye. Gabrielle Andriatola, aye. Uh, Natalie Breen, aye. Henry Malloran. What was the motion? Um, that the city seeks training for use of a uh, 711 system. Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. The next item on our agenda is a recreational access project. Um, do we have an update on this? Um, let me. Let me save it for the next meeting. I'll check in with uh, Shanine. Um, I think we've made some progress, but the COVID crisis set us back. Okay, thank you. Um, the next item, uh, and also with respect to um, the recreational access project, one thing I wanted to um, raise since within the scope of, of the access project, we've been talking about closed captioning for, um, for city hearing. Um, and the city of Cambridge has um, begun providing captioning for city council meetings and that was launched, I believe, last week. And, um, and I have found, you know, as someone who um, um, is hearing impaired that um, participating in meetings by Zoom, which I can also connect to a captioning service, um, has been sort of an awesome way, you know, for myself and for lots of other um, folks with disabilities to participate in, in community meetings. And I've been really impressed with the way that um, that uh, that cities are now providing captioning for these meetings. So it is something that's um, a cost um, to um, to the city. And I know Shanine has been focusing on some ways that we can um, develop um, uh, funding for that. Um, but 
I just wanted to share that that Cambridge has sort of jumped on board to providing them for Zoom meetings. It's something that's that's sort of more cost effective than the bigger systems that we were considering before. So it's just something to keep an eye on um, as we as we focus on this um, opportunity to provide captioning. And they've got a great model and they've shared some information which I'll pass along to you. Um, the next item on our agenda is uh, bylaws review. Um, uh, we have um, we had planned um, right before City Hall closed. Um, that we were in the process of planning and had scheduled a meeting um, for uh, the week in March when City Hall actually closed. So that's something that we'll um, look into rescheduling now that we have these guidelines and ability to conduct Zoom meetings. Um, so we'll provide an update. Uh, at the next meeting on bylaws review. Um, the next item on the agenda is census outreach. Do we have an update on that? Um, it's sort of hoping that commissioners will take an active role in asking their network to make sure that they fill out their census. Um, Medford is slightly ahead of the curve, but we wanna make sure that everyone gets counted. I'll shoot an email to all commissioners so you'll know what the census website uh, is. You can go online. Uh, you don't have to receive the piece of paper. You can call on the phone, different languages, and you can also fill out the paperwork. It's just doing enough ask to make sure people understand it's easy, important, and safe and secure. All right, I've done my little pitch. Thanks, Neil. Thank you. Um, the next item on the agenda is correspondence and announcements. Um, do we have any correspondence first? Not for me. Nope. Okay. Thank you. Okay, and then uh, do we have any announcements? Yes, I do. I uh, normally, as most of you know, uh, every year we hold uh, uh, what you call a legislative breakfast in the city of Medford. That will be our number eight this year. But this year we're gonna strike the word breakfast. Technically, we were supposed to do that on the 9th of May because of the COVID virus, we changed the date to Saturday, the 23rd, May 23rd. It will be held from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., like we always do, but we're going to break it down in our segment. I will send more detail to Neil. Neil can send it to you guys on, on the, the right hand bike. Because what we'll do, we group them, like uh, the city hall with the mayor. Uh, the school committee with the superintendent, and then uh, what's the other segment, and one by one, so we'll be okay. I'm sorry, Henry. What was what what is the breakfast uh, for? I heard the description, but not the name of it. I say community legislative breakfast. We've been doing it for eight years, so you ought to get use of what's going on in the city. <laughs> legislative breakfast. Okay. Uh, right, John. I know. I saw Thank it on you. Facebook. Uh, uh, I, I place it there. That's what, see, we, we, we're not reading what, I'll send you a formal invite. Thank you. Thank Are there you. any other announcements? Um, my last announcement is we have um, a Medford Disability Community uh, Facebook page, um, which uh, all new members, uh, please join if you're not already on. I know Tom is. Um, so please look for that. Um, you're welcome to uh, post. It's not an official page of the, um, of the Disability Commission. 
Um, Neil has the Office of Diversity and Inclusion page as well. So please follow uh, that for updates and um, feel free to share information. But um, I think with the, the COVID pandemic, um, social media is obviously not everyone has access to it or chooses to use it but is a, a good way to, um, to be reaching out and providing information, particularly um, information that is, is just so time sensitive and, and critical. Thank you. One last uh, issue for the commission to this, uh, decide in the last couple of minutes. Uh, the agenda has the next meeting as to be determined. Is there any preference? We, we're, we're out of rhythm. I know our, uh, history has been the fourth Wednesday of the month. We didn't have any meeting in April. What do you want to do for setting our next meeting date? Or maybe we decide offline and plug it in. Um, hmm. I think I was thinking that if we scheduled one for, um, for May 27th, that would get us back on cycle to the, the fourth Wednesday of the month. Um, and then our final meeting would be um, final meeting of, of this uh, fiscal year would be June um, 24th. Mm -hmm. um, so with May 27th at 530 work for everyone. Let's do it. Yeah. 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 Okay, excellent. And then following that will be June, June 24th, 530. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, that concludes our agenda for today at 6.57. Have a great night, everyone. So good to Thank see you. you all. Have a good night, everyone. Yeah. Okay, Take thanks. Care. Bye. Thank you.